Welcome to the Marshall Pruitt Podcast and your week in IndyCar guest show. Who do we have? One of our show's dear pals, Michael Shank. Your wrists must be getting heavy, man. How many watches are you sporting these days <laughs> thanks to Rolex? Yeah, it's pretty cool right now what's going on, Marshall. Yeah, I, I got to say. And, uh, um, you know, my big message now to my, my group is just let's keep this rolling because it just doesn't come around that often. So, um we look forward to carrying it on and uh, getting weighed down even more with watches. <laughs> well, let's say a very big thank you to our listeners for sending in a bunch of great questions we're going to dive right into. And also our pals at Cooper Tires who support the Road to Indy, Justice Brothers, and TorontoMotorsports.com. I want to go with our pal Lance Snyder, the Minister of Mirth for my show, who's also a flagger, who was there at Daytona last weekend flagging while you and the uh, your number 60 Myershank Racing Acura RX-05 team won the dang thing overall yet again on the 10-year anniversary of your first. Uh, Lance says, how does it feel to finally be getting rewarded for your perseverance and hard work, Mike? He says, and have you stopped drinking Bush Light uh, <laughs> uh, since the checkered flag fell? And that that's a, you're the everyman, right? And I keep telling folks, like, you're us. You're one of us living <laughs> yeah. the dream. Does it feel like the decades of work you and your wife, Mary Beth, and everyone else has been a part of the ride? Does it feel like it's starting to pay off the way it was supposed to? What's the feeling? <laughs> it, there is a little bit of that, to be honest with you. Um, it, it's been, I, I, I call myself a late bloomer, I guess, uh, in my you know kind of early mid-50s now. And um, it just took a lot of perseverance and really great, people and a couple key partnerships and and finally uh, the right timing of things right like we just we just hit the timing of certain things which I'm proud of I'm, I'm not saying we backed into it but you know I'm proud of that timing that we're able to do on some some decisions you know so totally I love the next question here from uh, John Nottage who says I didn't have the quote car that cuts its tire while the owner is on air and then comes back to win the race on my Daytona bingo card. Um, <laughs> talk about that, because it's not often, as John points out, where you see adversity take place with a car in whatever race while the team owner is sitting there watching it at the same time about to be part of uh, the broadcast interview. What's that like, man? Uh, that was very surreal and uh, obviously not, planned out that was the real world coming at right at you you know and uh here's the thing why i didn't panic i watched it happen and they were getting ready to go on air but then we had we'd gone over this exact scenario with our drivers you know the day before that time right we knew exactly what we're going to do when that tire goes flat we knew how we're not going to destroy the bodywork. there's a couple things we do inside the car to help it survive that and it did and once i saw it was not destroying the bodywork completely uh, I was confident that we would. I, I thought we were going to lose two laps. We got a little lucky because a yellow came out, you know, right when this was happening, and uh, for something else, and that slowed the field. So that that only put us one lap down, and we got that back with uh, no problem at all. Wow. Uh, he also asked any suggestions on uh, where to lay his uh, his money for Sebring. So I don't know. We <laughs> feeling like a back to back here? Is that well, possible? I mean, listen. It, well, it's definitely possible. It's just. Sebring has traditionally been very, very cruel to our team. We finished third there last year, and that's the best we've ever done. 
ever. You know, we've been on pole there and we've led laps there and, and all kinds of stuff, but it's been tough on us. Certainly possible though. And, um, uh, we're testing there in a couple of weeks for a couple of days. So we'll, you know, we'll have done everything we can to, uh, kind of, you know, get the car as best we can. And, uh, we'll see. Andrew Schmidt has one of those. Oh man. How the hell do you answer that type questions? He says, Mike, most satisfying win 2012 Rolex 24, 2021, 8500 or 2022 Rolex 24. Any well, of those I mean, stand out? How, how do you, how do you, you know, listen, I can tell you, you know, the, the 2012, uh, was the proof that we were a good enough team to do this. So that stands on its own. The, the Indy 500 is just an absolute dream stress reliever that you can't even fathom when you've grown up like I've grown up. And this last win is, uh, something that we needed to, to prove to us and to, to, to Honda Acura that we're capable of running a car at this, um, high level you know so they all had elements that were extremely important to us to move to the next level you know why don't i stick with that for just a second and you know don't tell me anything you shouldn't but let's say coming out of 2021 on the imsa side yourselves wayne taylor racing as the only other factory uh acura uh entrant he won the Rolex 24. They were fighting for the title all the way down to the last lap of the last race of the year. I'd say if we look back at 21, definitely, you know, it wouldn't be speaking ill to say WTR, you know, might have had a little bit of a, a lead between the two teams in uh, finishing records and output. This big opening win in 2022, as you just mentioned, uh, if there was any question as to whether you were capable of fielding as good uh in effort as wtr wtr or anyone else that should have been erased does this help for any future-minded stuff i mean we know you're going to be part of uh the gtp era when that launches next season with them but do you feel like this is something that should hopefully make sure that acura wants to keep you in the family for the rest of the decade if not longer than that no, listen, I, I certainly hope so. Um, having a factory affiliation and working with factory folks is a, is, a, is a great, great thing for a team, you know, in any part of the world. And I just, you know, I wanted to make sure that we were represented there well. And I, I think we fell short a little bit last year, which, you know, I've, I've said endlessly to people have never been afraid to admit it. Uh, but I think, I think if nothing else, this is true proof that, you know, we're prepared to go on now at a high level. And, um, and we've, we're working on our team all the time. We still, and by the way, there's still room for improvement. We made a few mistakes that it didn't ultimately hurt us, but you know, uh, it didn't help us either. So, um, I'm, I'm much happier now than I was before. We just need to get out and get it done. That's the big thing. Great closing question from Andrew who says, what do you think our mutual friend, the late Justin Wilson would think of your team's success here? in 2022 well he would have been a part of it in some kind of way i'm almost positive because he and i were talking about that unfortunately when he passed away uh, i think he'd be really proud because he had a hand in putting us where we're at he, he truly did and he knew that and um um yeah we missed the guy and what can i say it's uh it's tough to talk about let's go to brian haywood this is my congrats on your rolex 24 win of course says when's the when the 2022 indycar season is over what would make you say 
Meyershank Racing had a good season. Is there a specific championship position you're targeting or a number of race wins, et cetera? What, what's Mike Shank's metric for closing the year going, ah, we done good? I want to fight for top fives on both sides of the aisle. IndyCar, both IndyCars and the sports car. We need to, we need to get a couple W's in, in IndyCar uh, from either one of them or both of them. Uh, we need to be able to contend, at least contend for the Indy 500. We all know how tough that can be. And um, the sports car side, I think we should be uh, in the in the chat about a championship at the end of the year. The, you know, we're at a different level on both programs now that the expectation is, is that we're moving it up. And uh, that's how we built this program. So let's move it up. Top five finishes and, uh, and, and, and uh, opportunity to win the championship. Let me ask a follow up on the sports car side and speaking nothing ill or negative of two good pals, Dane Cameron and Olivier Pla, your full-time drivers from last year, went through a, a complete full-time driver change this year with Tom Blomquist coming in, also with the uh, amazing Oliver Jarvis. Tell me about your first race with your two new full-timers and what you saw and, and, and what you came away with in terms of their potential in the number 60 Acura. Uh, you know, first of all, both those guys I really like a ton and, and have tons of respect for them. We had a very tough year. Um, you know, no, no, no real fault of theirs, to be honest with you. Uh, things just didn't work. And, you know, Dane had a different opportunity he decided to take. And that's America. But, you know, that's, that's, that's fine. You know, ultimately, I wasn't happy, as you can imagine. And I fought it quite a lot. But um, Dane is a very valuable asset to any team and and racing and sports cars and you know um i don't i didn't talk to them after we we won to be honest with you and uh i wish them both well and uh we're coming for you and i don't care who you who you drive for I, you know we're still going to try to beat you as hard as we ever have tell me about your two new guys uh tell me about uh getting to work with jarvis for a full race and blomquist for a full race what did you see in your uh your, your two new full-season hopes that uh, that stood I, out? I saw a lot of opportunity for both of us, the drivers and the team. I think they're going to be very, very good at what we need. They understand the push we have behind us now, the motivation we have. Um, I, 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 I just think that um, we have a path here that we can win some more races and contend for the championship with those two. And they're just starting. Our car is a complicated car, Marshall. I mean, it's got a lot of <laughs> controls on it. Yeah, it really is. And it takes a while. And, and I don't think they would argue this. They probably don't know exactly how to use all the controls right now. Uh, although they're learning literally every time they're in the car. So it's a tricky car. Uh, same goes for us, by the way, just how to manage it in different scenarios. And uh, um, I think we got a lot of potential there. I love it. Let's see, where should we go next? Uh, Arvin uh, Mahadovan says, if Elio and Simon are fighting it out for the lead at the Indy 500, the checkered flag's getting close. Got any team orders or guidelines for them? Or is it uh, let them at it? Well, we'll let them at it, but just don't embarrass me. Just don't embarrass me, our team, Jim, Meyer, or our sponsors. Just don't do that. Uh, there's so much more opportunity beyond what's going on that particular moment. Think bigger. I know it's not any bigger than the Indy 500, but they, if they were smart, they would think bigger and let it be what it be. Uh, that's all I ask for. Otherwise, they can go hard. Give each other just enough room and, and see what happens. 
I so want the imagery of Pagano reaching out of the top of the cockpit and like bopping Elio on the head with a really long baguette or something like that in the, in the <laughs> right. sprint to the finish line. That's my dream. Yeah, um, I see it. Why don't we go to our pal Shauna Oakwood? She always sends in great stuff. She says, Mike, obviously, congrats. What an amazing nine months it's been for Marshank Racing. What's your next goal? Is there another series you want to join? Go to two cars in IMSA, three in IndyCar? Uh, what's, what's, what's the goal, the next goal? So, re- really, it's just about building what we have stronger, and that includes uh, – on the sports car side, I'd really like to go to Le Mans for the, the challenge for the overall win. I think that's my next short term. How do we get there and do that? I think ultimately that question will be up to uh, Acura and Honda uh, when they're ready because we have to we have to listen to the mothership there and um, let this car get a little bit developed, the GTP car, and um, see where we end up. My for me personally, it's that. Um, would we ever do three Indy cars? Maybe. Would we do two sports cars? Potentially. Um, but there, there's no NASCAR aspirations or um, or any other kind of series, to be honest. I just, I, I'm just not about quantity uh, anymore. I'm just about, uh, you know, winning. And I think if we dilute it much past two or three cars on the IndyCar side, it's, it's really, really tough to, to keep that quality. Does seem like there's been a push by a number of teams uh, to get to three, a minimum of three of late, knowing the uh, leader circle limitations of uh, of three potential uh, contracts per team. Um, that does seem like something. Uh, we'll circle back to uh, IndyCar expansion at a later date, brother. Um, why don't we go to Jamie Bender? Says uh, obviously so happy for you and your wife and your team. So I heard something about a reality-type show filming about Elio going for his fifth Indy 500 win. Uh, were they filming at Daytona this year? Can you give us any more detail about that project? I can't talk a whole lot about it. Um, there is something like that trying to happen, um, but I'll, I kind of got to have to leave it like that. But as you can imagine, there, you know, with the with the Drive to Survive thing going so successful, and every you know every genre is looking at this kind of thing, so. Um, we're not, we're not there or have anything to announce quite yet. 10, four, uh, uh, our pal from Holland, Ty Sparendrick asks a few episodes ago, MP was asked what, uh, in his opinion was the triple crown of American motorsports, uh, the three biggest races to win. Mike, what would you say? What's your opinion on the American triple crown of victories? I guess in theory, you might already have two. Yeah, Indy five. Yeah, obviously, Indy five hundred, Daytona five hundred, uh, the Rolex twenty four are are kind of easy, low hanging fruit. I think everyone would agree with, and then I think you can kind of offshoot from there. But certainly, we've won Petit Le Mans. I think that's important in the in the sports car world, you know. And and also, anytime we could win the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach, that would be very important for us too. So. I love it. I love it. There no like Midwest Council SCCA race at uh, Nelson Ledges. Yes. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> All right. I mean, I thought I'd try there. Uh, Brandon Fogel says, "Okay, man. We know that you rock Bush Light. What are your next two favorite beverages to round out your top three on the uh, alcoholic beverage podium?" He says, "Is it beer? Is it whiskey or a cocktail?" Uh, so yeah, it's- everyone knows the Bush Light thing, Shank. But uh, let's say. Well, as I've told you, you come to California, man, you almost can't find it. So uh, what are the, uh, what's the number two, number three go-tos for you? 
Well, I mean, this bush light thing is really taking a life of its own. I'll tell you that. It makes me look like I, I sit around on a porch and rub my belly and drink bush light. <laughs> so you're saying you don't? All right. Well, jeez. Uh, uh, so for me, I've just recently started uh, doing a little bit of bourbon, but not a lot. Um, and, uh, you know, really, honestly, a little bit of red wine I drink now, Bobby. And that's I'm, I'm, I am the simplest you've ever seen in your life for that regard. Well, so I guess, are we going to follow then in the, the somewhat predictable lane of creating your own vineyard, right? seems like every other IndyCar team owner <laughs> has one, but maybe it's uh, uh, Mike and Mary Beth's box wine from Napa, right? I mean, right, exactly. I can tell you that you, if you want to know what I'm drinking, you just come by my motorhome on the month of May and you'll find out out front. I'm you already yes you've invited me for that as well so I'll be by and uh yeah again I'll, I'm gonna give a bush light a try and uh we'll see if my <laughs> body rejects it or not um all right got about eight nine minutes left before we gotta let you go you're moving on to yeah. a uh, another call Eric Hark Raider see you're you as I said not only are you the man of the people but you are a man of this podcast our listeners know who you are Eric Hark Raider well, says what is the Van Halen uh, song that summarizes your team the best. He also says it could be a Sammy Hagar song, but it is, is there... a Sammy Hagar song. It's higher. I think it's called higher. It's a Sammy song. Uh, they use the air force to do the video with the planes. I think is it called higher or higher ground or something like that. Uh, that's probably it. And if you go back and you look at that video, it's, it's the Sammy era. It's, it's that it's kind of an inspirational, and, and the second one I always like, and I just think it's awesome. It was in my wedding. It was hot for teacher. So that's, 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 that's David Lee Roth. That was David Lee Roth. So. You busted out hot for teacher during your wedding. Yeah, that was what well, I was after. But okay. Now I was going to say, if that was like, you know, your, your, the dance song for you and your wife, that would have been uh, oh boy. I'm, I'm going to try to get it. I can't remember the name of that first one. though. I, uh, anyways, we'll I'll, figure I'll, it I'll, out. We'll figure okay. it out for sure. Uh, let's see. Where else do we go here? You got just a bunch of folks <laughs> saying congratulations. John Furness, Janae Martin, Rhonda Rideout, Paige Shelton. Thank you. Thank you. I think thank you, thank you. Paige, she might be the uh, biggest Meyershank racing fan on the planet. Um, yeah. Ricky Zagata, etc. cetera. Uh, Mark A. Worth asks, congratulations, Mike. And when is the open house uh, at the uh, Indy 500 and Rolex 24 uh, winner's new facility. Uh, well, you know, I don't know. Uh, and the, and the main reason I don't know is that we're so busy. We haven't finished it yet. And I want to get it to a point, uh, that it's finished. Um, the local cars and coffee have asked us to have an event here. Maybe we tie it to that. And it'll be sometime this year, but I want to make sure everything's done. I don't have the artwork on the walls yet. And it's still a very impressive place. I have to say, and your buddy, Matt Swan, you know, Matt, I would say 90% built this building. And uh, so uh, I, I want to get it in the fighting shape, and then we'll definitely have some folks out. I, 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 every now and then I feel compelled to actually say something nice about uh, uh, Swan, but it's just my body is not. Today's, today's not the day. No, you're going down. It was his birthday recently. I think he turned like 112 or whatever. So uh, That's right. I, I That's sent right. him something nice there. All right, why don't we go one or two more here? Uh, our pal Vincent1701 from Florida says, Mike, what is your secret to keeping good talent around you and um, basically fostering so much loyalty within your team? 
tell me about that man because if i go back and look at photos from i don't know one of those old clunky daytona prototypes you used to run yep. and i look yep. at a photo today everyone might be a little bigger a little grayer but boy uh it, it's a time warp of pretty much the same people what is it do you know it's treating them well treating them like i wanted to be treated when i worked for somebody and um, and be there to listen to them and, and compliment them when they need it and, and uh, get up their ass when they need that too. And obviously try to bring their pay up to where it's respectable living and they can raise a family. And if all those things happen, um, you, we have, you know, we have a great staff, which of which we do. Um, we have a lot of new people here now too, especially this year, and I'm trying to instill in them that, you know, uh, the way we all make money is uh, – results and it, and, and it sounds cliche but i prove it to them the better we do the more we make and it's just it's not always about every cent they can ring out of it so you still got to have a proper place to work it's not perfect by any means but um i want you know i want to have a, a place that uh um, they feel like they can come and talk to me and uh, uh which i think we do and the door's almost always open, except when I'm doing stuff with Marshall Pruitt. No, don't start that nonsense. All right, we're going to close on this one, Mike. So I asked what it was like going racing for the first time with Ollie Jarvis and Tom Blomquist as teammates. You also got a chance a couple of weeks or a month or so before the IndyCar season debut to get a, a window into the working relationship in style and talents and unique aspects of your two full-time IndyCar drivers, that being Elio Castroneves yeah, and Simon right. Pagano. I know we're talking Daytona and IMSA, but what did you see there seeing your two IndyCar full-timers in action as racers, not just in testing? What did you take away from there that, that gives you some uh, confidence going into the upcoming season that you're going to have a good one? Well, the first thing is they got a chip on their shoulder. Right, hmm. they're a little bit, they're a little bit angry. Right, not ang angry is not a good word. They just have something to prove, and I can't, you can't buy that, right? And that's one of the reasons I want with these guys. But beyond that, it's just their maturity, and I don't mean that as a joke, being older and everything. I actually mean that as their experience level is so high, and they're so cool on the radio. Like Simon, you can talk to them in the middle of an apex with uh, someone breathing out his neck, and he's talking to you at the same tone that he is normally. You know, and it's just that kind of brain power that's relaxed now and not panicked for lots of reasons and um you know got to see that right away you got to you know the great thing is both our spotters um were in the in the stands a spotting form that are going to do an indy car so they got a feel for that and they started building that relationship which i think is a pretty cool opportunity um you know it just it's everything i there, there's no surprises of it. i expected it to go this way and it did you know gotta love that mike appreciate you as always brother go and uh make good things happen for yourself in the next call here we'll look forward to having you on as soon as appreciate possible it. i i'm sorry it's a little rushed this time but we'll do it again i hope after we win uh, the 500 again <laughs>